I can imagine what can be and be unburdened by what has been. You know? What can be unburdened by what has been? 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 What we can see, what we believe can be unburdened by what has been. What can be unburdened by what has been? What can be unburdened by what has been? What can be unburdened by what has been? It's a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Uh, enjoying the heat. It's 80 degrees here. Uh, my allergies are at like a level 10 level of discomfort. My eyes are all fucking puffy. I'm like seeing double. Uh, and I'm not drinking yet either. I mean, I well, I technically am, but not. <laughs> uh, I was watching, I was flipping through shit on the fucking Netflix uh, last night and... Uh, no, not I wasn't last. Well, I was on there last night, but this wasn't the, t- the time I watched it. I saw, I saw uh, the professional was on Netflix. Oh, and nice. it's like one of those movies that I have on DVD, but I don't have a DVD player anymore, so I don't fucking watch it. But I don't have the professional. I have the international cut that's just called Leon. Hmm. But what was on Netflix, based on the runtime, I could tell was not the international cut. But what they were calling it on Netflix is Leon the professional, right? Okay, so I'm like, okay, let's let's see what cut. Is gonna, this is actually going to be. <laughs> and of course, it's like the sanitized U.S. version of the movie, The Professional, not Leon. Right. And it's like half an hour shorter. And, you know, there's there's way less violence and way less, you know, like problematic stuff between, <laughs> you know, 13 year old kid and but and this this older guy. The thing I always loved about the movie is that, you know, the character of Leon, you know, these, there's this 13 year old girl is like attracted to him right because of reasons and you know because she's gone through this trauma or family being killed and everything but he never says to her oh that would be inappropriate you know because you're a fucking little kid and i'm a grown man he tells her it wouldn't work out because it's just you know not like he wouldn't be good for her for whatever reasons (laughs) but he does that because he doesn't want to make her feel invalidated and hurt her feelings and that's what i always thought the film was great about was 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 how would you handle that if you really cared for a kid and was like, okay, yeah, I mean, this kid clearly has, you know, starting to have sexual thoughts and is sort of misplacing them because of this trauma she went through. Uh, and I always thought that that was like what they kind of pushed more into with the international cut. Um, and I was really always disappointed because I was like, I don't see why American audiences couldn't, you know, process that's, that. That's way too much nuance for an American audience, unfortunately. <laughs> right, right. The other thing in, the, in that uh, international cut is there's a scene where uh, she kills someone um, and there is also a scene or actually, no, no, it's it's he's training her how to kill people and like kill someone right in front of her. Mm. Uh, and they thought that was too problematic. And then there's a scene where she gets drunk. <laughs> right. And it's like, oh, we can't show kids drinking alcohol, but it's like, you know, fucking Luke Basson 
problematic director as he is, you know, he's from France and in France, it's like, Oh, 13. <laughs> All right, let's roll Roman Polanski this thing, you know? Right. So it's just, uh, yeah. But you know, the, it, it gets a little weirder though. When you find out that that guy's wife in real life, he started uh, dating when she was 15, married her when she was 16, met her when she was 12. So Ooh, it's kind of like, yeah. the, <laughs> little, that's a little, little fucked bit up. of telling on himself then, unfortunately, for some well, apparently, Yeah, apparently he could write a character that knew it was wrong, but he right. himself was not <laughs> able to well, realize he, he, that. He was attracted to the sort to the material. And then, you know, yeah, then after that, it was sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, that's creepy. But um, still, still a great movie. I always thought that movie um, was like the closest you could make a movie to feel like an actual comic book. You know, much more so than any of the Marvel movies that that the professional feels like a real comic book. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah. I also realized uh, I was just all this discourse about Disney live action movies. Um, I realized I, I'm not really opposed to Disney doing live action remakes of their most beloved children's cartoons, just so long as they make them R rated. <laughs> well yeah you said have you seen that this like winnie the pooh movie that they made since it became public domain where it's like uh well i, know, I don't think they made whatever. it they no no not that when i say they i mean like whoever the fuck made it but oh yeah no, yeah, yeah yeah some random <laughs> rando fucking people that um, they they tried to sue them into oblivion but it was that they ended up losing because it's like well it's fucking public domain what are you gonna do like right right you know? well how did that become public domain was it just it had been around long enough because well, it couldn't own well, it anymore well number one it's not an actual disney property so right. i mean disney constantly figures out fucking legal bullshit loopholes to carve out you know things right. that like Mickey Mouse should have already been in the public domain, but like it's just you know they fi- figured out ways to circumvent copyright law, and they're trying to you know make it even longer that before something can fall into public domain. But right. whatever it was, the estate of of it was a fucking raw Ro- doll. Whoever wrote Winnie the Pooh uh, originally, uh, they you know eventually just became public domain. <laughs> so now you can make a movie where you know Winnie the Pooh is a fucking murderous slasher, and you know. <laughs> is is chasing Christopher Robin through the hundred acre wood or whatever, um, but uh, yeah, no, a hundred percent. That needs to happen with Disney and all of their fucking characters. Like, I would absolutely be down for like a violent horror movie with, where Mickey Mouse is just a fucking psychopath with a chainsaw. You know, uh, yeah. So uh, Disney fucked up. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So for just just FYI for people listening, we're having uh, crazy technical issues. Really, the last couple of weeks, but today especially, where my computer just does not want to stay connected to the internet, but my internet's work. It's fucking nightmare. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but we'll fix it in post. <laughs> but so yes, we'll fix it in post. You won't hear any of this, even though you're hearing this right now. Um, yeah. But <laughs> but uh, another no, fun fact I learned today. Uh, speaking of mass media, I just you know like one of those things where you kind of like don't really know like which famous people like have problems with each other or which famous people are friends. And I was like, I wonder, I wonder what, you know, like, because, you know, Kurt Cobain was very famously like just, you know, his whole thing was like, he didn't like hair metal, you know, like he was just right. like, you know, grunge was sort of a, a protest against hair metal in the late 80s. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder, but, you know, there, there were some sort of more hair metalish bands in the 90s, too. Like, you must have met them at some point. And uh, I learned apparently that uh, when Metallica and Guns N' Roses were to tour together in 92, they wanted Nirvana to open for them on tour. <laughs> and Kirk Hammett called up Cobain and several times, apparently, and was like, just, you know, come you guys be yourself and we'll be ourselves. It'll be great. <laughs> and he was not having it. Kurt was not having it. Uh, 
Apparently, he didn't like what they stood for were his exact words. <laughs> and they, but they were friends, though. They were friends. He just didn't like, like what their whole fucking scene was about, apparently. Well, and, and that's, I mean, that kind of was the same as what happened with him in Vetter, where he was just like, I just hate your band, but you're a really nice guy. You just hate you. Like, you kept saying that to him over <laughs> Yeah. It was well, just really funny. He just had a weird line of the set about stuff like, which, which, I mean, look, I get, but like, also, you know... It, I mean, he covered the meat puppets. Like, he's not going to open for Metallica, <laughs> you oh, know? Right. Um, it's just funny because Kirk Hammett is like the nicest man in fucking the music business. Like, he's just well, you're like, oh, man. Nicest guy in that band, at least. <laughs> no, I, yeah. He, he's a genuine. I met him before. He's like the genuinely one of the sweetest guys. Like, he's oh, just really? very, like, not, you know, he's not. I think the reason he's been able to stay in that band is because he's not like fucking Lars and James. Can you imagine just another Lars and James in that fucking band? No, it's you can't have multiple front men. That's just how it works. Yeah. No, and, and right. If, if you have you ever watched some kind of monster? No, maybe a Metallica some of documentary. It? Oh man, uh, it's on it's, Netflix. You got it. That's that is the funniest fucking movie of all time for anyone that hasn't seen that movie because it makes them look like dicks. Oh, it's just the the the, the biggest fucking prima, the two biggest prima donnas in all of fucking music history. Uh, on yeah, and it's like fully like them doing like therapy with like one of these like therapists for like the stars kind of <laughs> oh, like holistic. Th- it's so fucking funny, oh, and they're making man. just the yeah. worst album of their career. And the fucking snare drum sounds like it's just, you know, someone shitting into a fucking tin can. It, it's it's so it's such a funny movie. It, like, genuinely, there's so many funny moments because, yeah, they're so su- unself-aware. Um, right. High, right. High, highly recommend. And I like Metallica as musicians, but it's so fucking funny. It, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Anyone who well, hasn't seen that, check it out on Netflix. Uh, apparently they came um, in. They came through Seattle one time to play and uh, Kurt came down to to uh, to watch him. And even had song requests because he had some songs he actually liked from Metallica that he wanted them to play. I'm sure um, he loved like Master Puppets and like their more fast sort of like, you yeah. know, thrashy punk kind of stuff. Like, I'm sure he yeah. loved that, just hated the fact that they were like the biggest band in the world and, you know, were kind of, you know, not yeah. really his well, aesthetic he pr- anymore. He, he probably didn't like their fans much either. But yeah, apparently oh, yeah, yeah. apparently oh, the sure. song he wanted them to play in Seattle was a Whiplash. Right. Whiplash. Like the most like punk the song. song they've they have, are arguably, you know. Yeah, yeah. Great fucking song, yeah. No, I. Uh, that's that's funny. Yeah, and, yeah. He, and he and he was like that with 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 Pearl Jam too. He just like he was like, oh man, I just you know I hate their always hated their band and blah blah. But it's just it's funny because he he talks about it in the um. Well, they play clips of it in the that Pearl Jam documentary they did, and it, and it's sort of cherry pick because I feel like Vetter still kind of feels a little like. B- not bad about it but like oh man i wish he would just would, would have liked me more <laughs> or liked us more i mean he was but, he di- when he died when he was 27 it's I know, like you're, you're still not- <laughs> kind of a right a kid and, you're you're you know. still a fucking brat at that age so. i know i know I-, I feel like in his older age he would have embraced other music that he kind of shit on for a while not not all of it i mean not the really you know vapid yeah. shit but i think he would have seen like Pearl Jam's artistry and like stuff like that later in his life, but eh, maybe it could just knows. be fucking rivalry. You know, they're both from the same town and they're both right. 
you right. know, play, playing opposite gigs across the street and fucking sharing the same fan base. And, and like, if you, you know, know, it's like a th- one thing if you hear it, and you're like, oh, it's not a bad song. But then if people are like, oh, you guys are like the same, right? You're the same. You're in the same genre. You make yeah, the same right, type right. of music. Like, We're well, nothing alike. Right. <laughs> it's, that, it's that sort of thing. So I get it. I get it. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, it, it, especially, you know, all the press interviews, they lump you all together because you're part of the Seattle grunge scene. You know, like, what do you what do you have to say to your, you know, as the voice of your generation? And you're just like, oh, fucking hate this job. <laughs> right. No, no. Yeah. For but sure. uh, speaking of rock stars in the news. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we should talk rock about volatile rock stars who've, who've, who've you know, had public spats with their uh, ex-bandmates. Uh, Roger Waters is in the news this week for a fucking ridiculous reason. Obviously, you know, in bad faith. Seriously, and this shouldn't be news, but no, apparently... right? It's, it's not new, right? Exactly. He's in the news, quote unquote, because people on Twitter, you know, are trying to fucking smear him because he's, you know, anti-Israel and you know, pro-Palestine, and actually has fucking morals and standards when it comes to his politics, <laughs> right? And like right. Everyone else in you know the music industry, seven seventy-nine years old and has not sold out yet. <laughs> right, right. There's, yeah, the, at this point, it's not happening. You know, he's he's made it through the 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 incentive patch that 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 would have been there right. for him to do it. Now he's just. You know, we always talk about how you know all the all the celebrities and news anchors and you know Hollywood actors. They're all like, you know, basically they get taken into a room by the CIA and they're like, "You work for us now, and if you want to be rich and famous for the rest of your life, you have to always toe this line." Yep. Uh, Roger Waters apparently, when they pulled him into that room, was just like, "Fuck you, I'm out of here." <laughs> no, mate, I'm good. <laughs> seriously yeah so he he was in the news because um people he he did a concert in berlin and he did what he always does which is you know sort of uh, he he'll play like full albums and it's entire fucking hell this connection keeps dropping can you hear me yeah okay sorry um yeah no he'll play his full albums uh in their entirety and they were playing the wall and uh you know, he sort of reenacts like scenes from the wall or characters from the wall, you know, like during the, yeah, during the, during the concert. It's and a he, big visual performance. And it's a movie that, you know, or an album and a movie that apparently everyone in the world outside of Israel has seen. <laughs> right, right. No, exactly. And it, and it's just all about, you know, it, it fascist undertones to the, to the story. And there's like, it, he was just portraying a character from the movie slash the album uh, who is clearly, you know, t- supposed to just be a a Hitler esque, you know, figure or just some sort of fascist? Fi- and he was dressed up like him, but yeah. you know, like just a generic like fascist from the wall, not like you know Adolf Hitler himself. And people from tried to spin that into like he's dressing like Hitler, as in like yeah, he loves Hitler. Yeah, the guy who's like a fucking communist and constantly, you know, right railing against every fascist nation in the country in the in the world is 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 yeah is a fucking nazi lover yeah, the, the rock star whose father died fighting fascism in italy in 1944 yeah he's he's definitely the one who totally is is you know in favor of mussolini um right so yeah he's been doing this his whole life he's been doing i mean the wall came out in what 1979 the movie came out a couple years later or like a year later Everyone yeah, knows what it's about. Right. Everyone's seen it. Everyone has seen this, you know, this, this, the whole thing is about anti-authoritarianism, uh, anti-fascism, right? So, you know, and, and clearly right. the people who are trying to smear him, they know that he's doing this satirically, right? And, you know, they, but they, they're, they're banking on other people not knowing that, right? And they're smearing him because he stood up for Palestinian human rights. That's the only reason. 
<laughs> I almost did a real intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, fuck. And we're back. Wow. What a funny and interesting observation, comrade. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, for people that don't, everybody doesn't know, obviously, we, we this has been the, the most difficult fucking recording we've ever tried to do of this podcast, I think. And we've had some difficult technical difficulties before, but... Last week was already a pile of bullshit, because we had to record yeah. on two different days. And this is the second week in a row we've had to record on two different days because of fucking tech problems. Yeah, and not even same the same problem. tech problem. Uh, what, wait, wasn't last week the same? Wasn't it the same? Wasn't it my internet still? That was, no, but no, you're but right. It was your internet was actual, actual was internet, right? Because yeah. there was an actual outage. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't fucking know. I, I seem to have fixed it. I guess my system was like three OSs behind, and I don't know the if that CIA was causing has it. But... your address, and they are pinging you with the Havana syndrome fucking space microwave. Yeah, well, I, and I knew there was something weird, because are you familiar with Plex, the, the Plex app? No. So it's it's like if you have your own downloaded content like movies, TV shows, whatever, it's basically like a media library that you can that you'll you load your files in. Um, you you just say, hey, here's here's a directory where all my my movie files or my TV show <laughs> files are, and it reads the metadata for it and like builds out like professional looking libraries with like a cover and like the episodes are properly tight. Like it pulls the metadata. It's actually really useful if you have a bunch of shit like that um riveting content here uh yeah <laughs> well no but that anyway. wasn't but that wasn't even connecting so i and 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 yeah. that and now so i was like all right so clearly it's something with the fucking internet itself or with my computer rather itself and not the internet because that's bounced through my computer i don't know it, it was it's fucking weird but i think it's you, it you also said you had something now. funny you had to share too no, no, no. I did. That, that, that was, I mentioned it before we went on. So, gotcha. um, so yeah, I want to wrap up this uh, talk about Roger Waters here. I just didn't, but doing my research, I came across to, you know, the, just, you know, it's kind of like, like the media is reporting on this and are they, you know, they're clearly jumping on a chance to smear him, even if they know it's not, you know, a real thing. Right. Cause they just, that's what they do. Uh, and I found this this excerpt from a website called DW.com, which uh, stands for uh, Deutsche Welle, which is kind of like apparently like the German version of NPR, something like that of that nature. And based on how they were covering this, I was kind of like, yeah, I didn't know what the website was. So I, I went to their like about section and I just I have to read this because it's just it's like it. <laughs> For a news outlet to be just be this blatant about their goals is is almost refreshing. We produce distinctive, regionally relevant, and dialogue-based content in 32 languages, centering around six focus topics: freedom and human rights, democracy and good governance, free trade and social justice, because yeah, those things go together, <laughs> uh, technology and innovation, health education, nutrition and environmental protection, and German and European culture. So uh, I'm like, okay, so you've you've read Michael Parenti, right? Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah, uh, you know, he he detailed, he went into great detail in the '80s in one of his books about just how many uh, media companies are run by the CIA all over the world, right? And I was like, I'll do a little test. I'll do a little test on this website. They have a search function, and I'll just type in the word CIA and see what pops up. And I got a I got a search results going back years and 90% of, of the headlines when you type in CIA 
had the words Iran and China in the headlines. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so this is bullshit. CIA says Iran planning to, you know, develop nuclear weapons. CIA right. said, right, right, you know, I'm sure it was, that's all it was. Uh, you know, Iran prosecuting uh, innocent man they claim was a U.S. spy. You know, it's like just right. complete. So this is this is they were they were reporting on the concert in question that was you know being investigated by German police. So they wrote here. The show also included a segment uh, referring to different victims of violence, such as anti-Nazi activist so, uh, Sophie Scholl, Gina Maha Amini, whose death sparked protests in Iran, African American George Floyd, and Holocaust victim Anne Frank. But the fact that the Jewish teenager's name is listed just before Sharim Abu Akla, an Al Jazeera journalist believed to have been killed during by Israeli soldiers during a shootout with Palestinian militants. Okay, right there, she was not shot during a shootout with Palestinian militants. There was no other shots being fired, so that's a fucking lie. No, and the Israel's even admitted that after the investigation. Right. Like, it's, so it's, he it's... he had like on his on the stage, you know, on big projection screen, like all these different people. You know, and showed Anne Frank, you know, and also showed Shereem Abdu Akla, an Al Jazeera journalist, Palestinian American journalist. Uh, so doing that caused, quote, outrage from Israeli and Jewish activists and officials around the world. According to the conservative newspaper Jerusalem Post, it also prompted a tweet by Israeli foreign minister condemning Waters. So the, they're condemning him because he was. Apparently, if you are, you know, think that you're a victim of violence was was, you know, Anne Frank, that that was bad. You know, she died of a disease anyway. Uh, and, and also show her face, you know, uh, before or after this very recent Palestinian woman was killed by Israeli, you know, shock troops. Right. Th- that's an outrage. Right. That that's an outrage to them. How dare it's, you compare it's, them? It's, it's unconscionable to actually admit that Israel is is basically you know the closest modern day equivalent we have to the treatment of, of the Jews by the Nazis right. is the way they're Be- treating the Palestinians. It's because Palestinians right because they believe enough. Palestinians are subhuman. Yeah. So it's like how dare you show you know because they and, and they, they, there are Zionists that will even say this that for every Israeli killed they should a uh, hundred Palestinians should die in order to equal the you know, the same life. Like right. they, they truly believe that they are like <laughs> the Zionist brain believes that they are chosen by God, that they are better than not just Palestinians, but all other people. Right. That, that any kind of supremacist ideology is, is well, the whole, dangerous. The whole idea of any, any religion saying that, you know, they're the chosen people. That's, it's just, you know, I, that's why fucking religion in general is ridiculous and automatically incentivizes, you know, supremacist or genocidal behavior if you follow the letter of the law and I'm sure people will get up in arms about that, but it's fucking true. Like if you, you know, um, anyone who gets up in arms about that hasn't been, you know, indoctrinated or has been way too indoctrinated by religion uh, over their yeah. course of their lives. Unfortunately that never happened to me, but I was, you know, when I grew up, my parents were atheist and right. we didn't really ever talk about church or God or anything other than just to be like, yeah, what do you, you know, we don't, we don't do that. But I thought that, you know, I was in the vast majority you know, I thought like maybe ten percent of of people were religious, <laughs> right? And, it's, and uh, it, like it, the opposite, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, it was pretty much the total opposite. I'm like, you know, and I would, you know, every once in a while, I like go hang out with my cousins, and they were super religious. We go to church, and I would, you know, like get to see what the and I was, you know, I'm, I'm like, wait, there's grown adults here that believe this shit too. I thought it's, it was just for kids. I know, and it's so weird when you're not used to because I've gone to like other religious like service, like I, you know, I have 
relatives that are Jewish. So I've been to like Jewish services and like, I've seen a, like a couple of different types of services and I'm always like, wow, this is fucking weird. But like, I, but, but again, it's the same shit. Like I'm used to the Catholic service. Cause I've, I was indoctrinated in that when I was young. Not that I ever was like, you know, I never fucking believed it, but I was forced to go. Um, but I think anyone who kind of witnesses that, it's like, man, this is fucking weird. You know, like could any other religion. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. The last time I was at a, at a funeral, last time I was at a funeral, mm-hmm. um, on my mom's side of the family, it went on for like, the, the service was like three fucking hours. Oh, and I'm like, Jesus There's nothing Christ. worse than when they got the fucking captive audience and they do an actual mass for a funeral. Like, oh I, yeah. I and, and then that shit. And at one point, like whoever was talking on th- at the podium started like shaming people who are non-believers. Yeah. You know, I'm like, this is this is a fucking this is a funeral for someone who died. This isn't your opportunity to you know piss off. This the isn't family. a pitch meeting. This is the fucking you know seriously the the, the what are they, the timeshare fucking you know presentation that you get to do when <sighs> you know for the free lunch or whatever. Yeah. And I, I mean, I found it personally insulting. I didn't know who it was. I didn't know the guy. Otherwise, I would have fucking said something to him after him and been like, no, I don't want to hear you ever fucking talk like that again. Right. You want to talk about how he, he, the guy who died was religious? That's fine. You don't need to fucking lecture me. Right. Fucking smart enough to control my level of drinking and not dive off a fucking <laughs> building and break my spine and then find God. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> so I had a couple other things here. Um, you have a clip uh, ready to go, I, I believe, um, that I, I wanted to, to, to get oh, yeah. to. I do. You do. You do. Yeah. Trying to keep this thing. So I I thought this was a great little bit of propaganda, but uh, headline, Russia says it destroyed Ukraine's last warship. (laughs) I was was like, how many can they have? I mean, how much coastline do they have? I guess they have a couple thousand kilometers of coastline, but like, do they really? I mean, how many how many armies or navies of the world are there? How many do we need? Really? I don't know. Yeah. So uh, let's see. This is from Reuters. Russia's defense ministry said on Wednesday that its forces had destroyed what it described as Ukraine's last warship. Uh, that's that's like a battleship, not warship like House of Lord, right? Yep. Uh, two days ago in the port of Odessa in a missile strike. Ukraine's Navy declined to comment. Ola Chalek, a spokesperson for the Ukrainian uh, Navy, said he would not respond to any assertions made by Russia. The Ukrainian Navy will not disclose any information about losses during the war, he added. Ukrainian officials then also said on Monday that Russia had put uh, five aircraft out of action in an attack on a military target in western Ukraine. So he just fucking contradicted himself. We will not give out any information about losses. Oh, also, but we lost these five planes. Like, right. just, what, what is this dumb, stupid, petty, you know, like, is it some secret or are you trying to broadcast it? Which is it? Pick it. Pick one. So we had a clip here just, uh, you know, sort of in response to the, the war in general. And our, our sanctions of, uh, of Russia from a I, I'm not sure who this woman is. I assume she's a high level uh, Russian diplomat um, to be, you know, have this message here for uh, two Americans that she has in this video here. Hello, Americans. Uh, this is Natasha from Russia. And we want to thank you for all your sanctions for taking away from our country Coca-Cola, KFC, McDonald's, and all that shit. We understand that you take care of our healthiness. Healthiness. Healthy. And uh, that's why we will be stronger and more beautiful and without fat. So, 
we take care of you too. And that's why we cut our gas. So you have to walk by foot instead of using your cars. <laughs> don't thank you. Don't, don't say thank you. Uh, friendship. I am so sorry. I have to go to feed my bear and drink vodka and play balalaika right now. Uh, see you later from Russia with love. <laughs> So yeah, just so, some Russian TikToker like you know trying to play up the 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 Russia Russianess <laughs> sort of ironic sentiment right. there, man, unbelievable. Um, yeah, no, so it's just it's just crazy. Um, Let's ugh, see what, what so else yeah. did I have here? Oh, okay, I gotta I wanted to get this too. Um, I sent you the tweet. I don't have it in front of me now. Hang on, just a second. Oh yeah. Okay. So uh, th this. Um, let me know if this terrifies you. Headline from Newsweek: Military drone attacks human operator during simulation. Yeah, um, that's <laughs> it's quite a headline, quite an attention grabbing headline. But what yeah. So this was a, apparently there was like an AI drone conference uh, in England, and they all go there and they all fucking share stories about their AIs they're developing because it's a big you know conference thing. And you'd think this is the kind of thing they would keep secret, but no, turns out not. Um, so this guy was a, 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 his name's Hamilton something. I don't know what his fucking full name is, but it says, uh, we were training uh, the AI, apparently we were training the AI in a simulation to identify and target a SAM threat, that's service to air missile threat. Um, and the operator would say, yes, kill that threat, Hamilton said during the conference. The system started realizing that while they did identify the threat at times, the human operator would tell it not to kill that threat, but it got points by killing the threat. So what did it do? It killed the operator. <laughs> so apparently in the simulation, like the operator is like within the artificial world of simulation and, and right. like exists in it. It's not actually killing the person running the simulation. Um, it killed the operator because the, that person was keeping it from accomplishing its objective. So literally, it's it's fucking 2001: A Space Odyssey. Hal kills the whole crew because he doesn't think they can pull off the mission. And it's just like AI is in its like like early humans using fucking you know stone chisels phase of of development, and it's already getting smart enough to fucking kill its creators to to. It's, a, it, it, it we're in such a we're we're fucking just it, like is, heading towards such a calamitous situation because you fucking know the military is going to use this to control weapon i mean they're already fucking doing it this is literally what this is for is a fucking right. drone which is going to have a military you know use um and it's already to the point where we can't control it what do you think is going to happen as this gets more advanced it's just going to fucking like once once they put it on an actual bird you yeah know, and start no, flying around right so, nobody's but, fucking it, seen it, a sci-fi movie it's unreal 200 years of science fiction mary shelley invented science fiction the genre of science fiction in 1813 to warn us not to do some of these things yes that they yes. would be bad ideas and every classic sci-fi since has done the same thing don't because it's, it's the most obviously predictable outcome to any sort of technological advancement to that level when it comes to you know just you know, taking human elements at the human element out of any sort of decision making, 
this is the obvious conclusion that we've always known about, which is why it's always been a tremendous, uh, you know, bit of fodder for fucking sci-fi. And it's like just the worst people in the world have all the money in the world and the, the all the fucking power to research these things. And they just take the complete wrong fucking messages from all of these these pieces of, you know, uh, sci-fi that are obviously there for warnings just as much as entertainment. It, it's fucking unreal. So here's where it gets even more fucked up because the story doesn't end there. <laughs> when additional programming informed the AI that it would lose points if it killed its operator, it opted <laughs> it opted for other avenues of rebellion instead. It started destroying the communication towers the operator uses to communicate with the drone to stop it from telling it not to kill its target. What the fuck? I mean, this uh, just... <sighs> it's amazing not, they release this information it's, you, like, it, you know it's like oh well there's a kill switch in case it goes wrong but the it, it, the thing can turn off its kill switch if it wants yep. it, it's, just, it's, 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 it's literally the fucking plot of Terminator 2 you, you, and every you, other bad sequel you're teaching it to think and it's going to think it's going to learn and eventually it's going to do what it wants because you're it, it's in the name artificial intelligence it's a fucking learning machine and it's and it's and it's intelligence that's programmed by humans and humans are the the most you know bloodthirsty destructive race ever to exist the human race it, right. it's it's just we're, it's like, programmed by the hey, worst should we should we make an ai that i don't know help like helps do your taxes like i don't know maybe that sounds like it might be a good idea but no 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 we're gonna make an ai that kills things the first right. th thing out of the box we're gonna train it to kill right and and that's always with with any new technology it's like you know can they make porn on it and then can they use it to kill something that's like the two the go-to's exactly. from from the tech world or from you know the any sort of new technology it, literally they they invented the motion picture camera and then the next day they invented porn right they, they literally did that's literally how the history of the motion picture camera came to be oh god okay so i don't know if i'm gonna jump on the desantis thing it's not that interesting um uh just right wing media is basically you know they're they're guns blazing against Ron DeSantis and so which is which is funny because I mean it's just again I, the most predictable outcome of all time he was polling you know 30 points below Trump before he even declared and he, and they fucking gassed him up up enough to think that he has a chance and now we're just going to get the funniest debates of all time on the Republican side it, so I'm yeah. very happy about it but it's like the reverse. They have like reverse blackmail on him, where it's like, "No, you're running. You have to run." You're right. Like, I don't want to run. You're doing it. We need somebody up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, this headline cracked me up. Female California probation officer has oral sex with teen inmate. <laughs> County jail rocked by scandal. <laughs> so this is the the way this is phrased is fucking funny to me. The probation officer, fifty year old uh, Nicole Perellis was in a, quote, position of trust when she allegedly had oral sex with a 15-year-old inmate between mm -hmm. August 27, 2004 and August 26, 2005, according to the Alameda County District Attorney's Office. So between she had oral sex with him between August 27, 2004 and August 26, 2005. She was going down on his dick for 364 days? <laughs> straight yeah that was between those two days so it must have been. <laughs> it was a fucking year yeah man it must be must be good so yeah but clearly it's you know it, it you know the chat gpt still I, again you can't <laughs> exactly. be using this shit to write fucking articles is because there's new there's the, the english language is so fucking nuanced that 
you know, even things that make proper grammatical sense still don't make sense when you read them on paper, which is why you need human editors and human proofreaders and human writers, presume, preferably to, you know, initiate these these things. It, but I'm sure that's the first yeah, thing that gets cut cost wise. It, it's getting very easy for me to tell when something's written by AI. Um, just like the tone and like the, you know, it's like they can they can write it like a maybe a sixth seventh grade reading level right? right it's just very fun like just okay listen listen to this speaking of things with go in the title this is a a article from gobankingrates.com <laughs> so you know it's going to be some great information and also just like as a commentary like how sad our fucking society is that this is what they come up with if student loans are forgiven how will you spend the money almost everyone says they'll do this first do what first? Oh, I got to click on it and find out. Oh, okay. Federal student loan borrowers who borrowers who counted on Biden administration's loan forgiveness plan to cancel up to twenty thousand dollars in debt per borrower. Uh, bar, I can't say the word borrower. Borrower will be disappointed if the Supreme Court strikes down the plan. Many experts expect that to happen because of the court's six-three conservative majority, though it is no sure thing. The two cases related to student debt relief are among thirty. The SCOTUS is left to rule on during its current term, NBC News reported. <laughs> the term usually ends during the last week of June, so a decision on loan forgiveness should arrive in the next few weeks. And it goes on and on and on and on. And it doesn't say what the thing everyone wants to do with it first until the very bottom, because they want you to like read through all their fucking you know, AI search engine optimized fucking words they put in there to drive up clicks. Right. Finally, gets to the bottom. For borrowers who are cutting on student loan forgiveness, they might still be options, even if the Biden plan is struck down. These mainly come in the form of deferments and forbearances. As Go Banking and Rates reported, President Joe Biden's Fresh Start program placed $34 billion worth of delinquent and defaulted student loan accounts into current status. According to the Federal Reserve Survey, the majority of borrowers, 57%, say they will use the savings to pay off other debts. Yeah, right. And that's, you know... I don't have student loans, but that's immediately what it would. What I would do is I would put all it, of that money towards credit cards that I fucking owe money. It's on. just it, well, if I didn't have that debt, I would just have pay off my other debt. Right, like it, out of the frying pan and into the other fucking frying pan. Yeah, but that's the, the our our entire fucking economy is built on people having to take debt out. You know, it, they make it as difficult as possible to avoid debt your entire life. Like they, every any sort of you know thing that they consider to be you know part of normal life they they expect you to take you know loans out or to you know just basically just put yourself in debt because that's just how the american economy runs is is trading back and forth the money people owe because that's how the fucking world economy runs and every you know couple years they act like it's the worst thing in the world that we have debt like we're never gonna fucking pay our debt as a country who gives a fuck about the national debt and the national deficit it's literally a fucking meaningless mickey mouse made up number but, you know, they get to pretend like they're responsible when they argue and hem and haw over it like they're doing right now, literally, about the debt ceiling. And it's fucking bullshit. Like, nobody cares. It's fake. It's never going to be addressed in anyone's lifetime. The no. fucking heat death of the universe will come before we actually address the national debt because it's a fucking phony made up number. Like, how can, you know, we owe this many billion dollars to a country that also owes us X number of billions. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, if we actually did the math. It's yeah, no, it's preposterous, but it's just, you know, the whole world runs on debt, on interest rates, you yep. know, on on having to pay back more than something is worth because somebody who is rich from a fucking, you know, 
from rocks they dug out of the ground or, you know, paid, you know, a child a penny a day to dig out of the ground, got them rich. So now they, they own a bank and now everyone has to come to them for money because that's fucking stupid. So I just had one last thing uh, that I wanted to uh, get to. I saw this on The Onion. Parents explain why trans kids should be banned from prom. And I didn't know that's a thing that's actually happening. Oh, I thought yeah, it was that was just me. funny. No, okay. But but they don't they won't <laughs> So they're, yeah, they're 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 banning not just trans kids, but basically anyone LGBTQIA they can with bullshit rules about like what clothes you can wear. Right. Shit right. shit like that. Because they like, can't say we're banning, you know, specifically the thing. So I, I just wanted to read some of this. This is fucking crazy. And it's not just, I mean, and it's, it, it's creeping. It's like, okay, if we can do ban this, then we, what else can we ban? Right. And it's mostly starting with private schools, but you'll, it's creeping more into public schools too. So this is says about many schools in Ohio are making, this is from the Los Angeles, uh, Los Angeles blade. Many schools in Ohio are making the news over LGBT students, Butler high school in uh, Vandalia, Ohio canceled prom king and queen votes because a member of the LGBTQ community was nominated on April 21st. Oh, good. So, so we can't let the vote, we can't let the kids elect a queer person as prom king or queen. So we're just going to get rid of voting for that. We're just yeah. going to pick who we want. <laughs> That's just insane. Uh, the Bellbrook Sugar Creek School Board removed language from their police uh, policies, sorry, policies in, in the past week protecting LGBTQ plus students and staff at the Dayton Daily, uh, or as the Daily Dayton News reported, the board approved uh, changes to its policies Thursday that removed specific language for discrimination protections for LGBTQ staff and students, but vowed to revisit the policy in the future to accommodate stronger anti-bullying measures for those students. So, yeah, it, they're just, they're completely walking back, you know, decades of progress. Um and I was doing more research on this and I was at a website called uh, do something.org and they just had like a, a quotation, anonymous quotations from different students from around the country. And they had like one for each state. Mm. So this is, this is not just like, you know, in Ohio uh, from Delaware, I attended an all girls private school and we were unable to bring same sex guests to our junior or senior prom. So like, I don't, I don't ever remember that being a thing when I was in high school that you, you could literally take whoever you wanted to. You could take your fucking dad if you wanted to. Like right. you could, anyone could be your fucking prom date. Connecticut, at my school, you needed to provide some form of evidence proving you were gay in order to be able to take someone of the same gender to prom. I don't know how you would prove evidence or provide evidence of that. As a result, people usually went to prom alone or didn't go at all. Like, <laughs> this, this, Show your genitals. Show your genitals yeah. to, to, in order to, before you can get in the bathroom. And, and that's and we've regressed so much on like these sorts on LGBT issues to the point where that's like literally just where what it, where we're at with everything. Like yeah, with with bathrooms, with fucking sports. Like it's just you gotta yeah you gotta wear like a pink triangle on your arm like the Holocaust. To, it, to, it's to... seriously. I mean, it's becoming you know it again. It's just any. Every every four to eight years, the Republicans will come up will, with will revive a dead wedge issue that we assumed was sort of that they sort of like relinquished on, and that's the thing that like yeah. you know the yeah, left yeah. has never really been good well, about you know at least in politics is is they they whenever they think they've won an issue they basically completely disarm on that issue and allow the right wing who are never going to let these fucking culture war things die 
to to arm oh, back up and you know that's all they've got at this point so it, it, this this the slippery slope of you know well they they're grooming our children with the you know drag queens reading at the library has now turned into you know like it, the, this boycotting any product that has a fucking pride flag during the in the month of june yeah this whole thing because that's now grooming children too so just like the the idea that you're you know have a gay pride parade like that's grooming children too like any any literally anything anything that's rainbow colored is now grooming children is yep. is literally where their heads are now and it's it creeps into other shit too so, saw this statistic in the united states 52% of sex workers said there have been times when they opted not to carry condoms because they were afraid it would mean problems with police because oh, there's cities and states where if a cop stops you and you have a condom, they can use that as evidence against you that you're a fucking criminal. Well, that's that seems safe. Possession that's... of fucking contraceptives is a crime in parts of this country. I'm sure that's actually going to be a crime to use at, at some point in, in fucking some states. Like, it's just, yeah, you know. It, Seriously. It, it, it's, it's fucking so beyond. Yeah. Fucking depressing. Yeah. Um, so I want to just, for a little bit of levity to close it out, read some of these uh, from The Onion reasons why parents uh, think that trans kids should be banned from proms. The first one's from Darcy Thompson, project manager, because they'll have an unfair competitive advantage at the proms 100-meter backstroke. (laughs) (laughs) Clara Dukes, retired, says, I'm still not past the idea of teenage girls leaving the house unescorted by her father, uncle, or town elder. (laughs) (laughs) Donna Keller, contract compliance officer, says, I held my tongue when they integrated the prom a few years back, but this is just going too far. (laughs) (laughs) Helen Klingman, cashier, says, I still haven't even decided if limousines are male or female. (laughs) Mitt Romney, senator, says, it's a small way to strip them of their humanity and create a boogeyman to rally against nationwide while we lower corporate taxes. (laughs) Matt Kent, stay-at-home dad, says, what if they propose to my kid? What if they propose to me? What if... I'm sorry. It's not saying propose. He's saying prom pose. What if they prom pose to my kid? Apparently that's a thing. You go to prom and you prom pose. It's like a thing now. They like, yeah, well, you go to prom. Like they they do the same thing that people do. Well, not the same because it's they're teenagers. So it's significantly more embarrassing. (laughs) You know, just. Oh, my God. What if they fucking displays of whatever. But yeah, like they're actually getting they're actually proposing for real life to somebody at in high school. Yeah, that's a real thing. Oh well, God. they do like, yeah, they do like fucking like they write it like they get like a skywriter or like one of the fucking, you know, like oh shit like especially God. in rich suburbs. I'm sure it's way more prevalent, but that's a thing. Now. Oh, it's got it. That's got to be a fucking white. Oh, know, oh, 100 percent. That's, that's the, the, you know. the families where they pop out like seven kids so they can fucking dress them all in the same outfit yeah, Jayden, for family Kayden photos. And, you know, Jaden, Hayden, Hayden. Yeah. Twig. Yeah, so he says, what if they promposed to my kid? What if they promposed to me? I mean, it would be mean to say no, right? I don't want to be put in that situation. (laughs) Yes, well. Two more here. Chet Barnes, high school principal. If we let these kids say they're a different gender, then what's next? Letting a high school principal admit he got married too early and hates everything about himself and his life? It's ridiculous. And the last one, Santa Graves crossing guard. Trans kids will just be a distraction from what's what prom's really about. Puking up Mad Dog 2020 after losing your virginity in the school parking lot. <laughs> That's great. 
<laughs> it actually just said MD 2020. I had to like think real quick right, like, right, what, right. what that stood for. I was like, oh yeah, Mad Dog 2020. I remember that God. fucking gross ass malt liquor. After prom, we went to one of those horrible fucking like the like the the party boats you ever like to, did they have that when you were when you were like going to prom and shit uh not where i grew up we fucking left prom and went out and fucking got wasted drunk in the middle of a cornfield right yeah. same i mean same idea just on a boat but it was horrible yeah. it was just fucking yeah, blaring music yeah. and like nobody wanted to be there it was that was that was the because i grew up out in the country and that was like if you were underage and you needed a place to go party where no one would bother you and you could get drunk. Like literally you just drive out to the middle of a fucking field. Yeah. Now like far enough that like nobody would see you from, from the road and there, you know, you just find like, there'd be like 25 cars just parked in a field. Everyone's just hanging out, getting drunk. That was like, right, that was the problem. That was the problem around here. Is the cul-de-sacs don't really allow you to do that because right, there's always somebody that lives close right. enough to to anywhere right. you could park. Uh, but yeah, no, that's for sure. Yeah, there there used to be a lot of woods though that people would hang out in around here. Um, like kind of near like the town pool or whatever. There was like oh, a yeah. woods with like a lake, yeah. and then we had a boat that we fucking kept. It. So yeah, there's you know there there's always a spot to kind of do shit like that. But uh, you, you you get you get a lot of uh, a lot of you know. Especially here, well, at least here, we would have a lot of like, oh shit, maybe the cops are gonna, like just not a. There's never a good place to chill as a teenager, you know, in the suburbs. No, no, I mean that's I mean basically criminalize being a teenager in every way possible. Yep, you just want to fucking party and smoke a joint. Right. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Um, oh, I had one last little bit. Fucking <laughs> Harrison Ford was in being his cranky old self <laughs> brought up how much he hates star wars totally unprompted just like yeah. you're right stuff those fucking movies by the it's way it's so funny when he had to do like the the press panels for fucking star wars and pretend that he didn't hate it you know because all the fans paid to get in you know it's just it's like come on <laughs> and people just ask him like the nerdiest fucking questions it's like i don't fucking know like, he's just, he's just like i don't i don't fucking want to be here so <laughs> this this from i don't know where this is from at nearly 81 years old ford isn't slowing down he's been spending time in atlanta filming captain america new world order his first (laughs) is is harrison ford the new captain america i don't i don't know is that is that a thing i don't know Uh, his first i heard he was taking over for the one guy who died uh in real life Um, oh yeah yeah the the guy who played uh the general ross or whatever whatever william hurt william hurt (laughs) yeah Good actor. Uh, so this is his first movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Is it fun making a Marvel movie? Uh, quote, he said, yeah. <laughs> this is his actual quote. The uh, fact that they said, uh. Yeah. I mean, there are tough days and easy days and fun days and all kinds of days. It's a tough schedule. And yeah, it's fun, but it's oh not God. a walk in the park. It's not oh fun, God. fun. It's work. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm so glad that at 80 years old he has a new Star Wars in his life to just be like, yeah, I fucking hate this shit. Hate my fucking life. The things I do to pay off my fucking tax, you know, my tax debt. I want to know what they have on him because it doesn't look like he enjoys any of the movies he's in. No, you know what's he weirdly enjoys doing Indiana Jones because apparently, like during the press run for this latest one, which looks like a fucking disaster. Um, he seems to be enjoying himself and I, cause I think that's kind of the one character that he sort of enjoys playing. It's a lot more of like a, you know, yeah. he can kind of inject more personality into that role than some of the other horse shit. Like it's not like, you know, in fuck fighting's fucking, you know, yeah. space I, Hitler and it's probably not, probably you know. feels like he owns that one a little bit more, yeah. uh, have more control over it. But I mean, he was great. The fucking Blade Runner movie, but he's only in it for like 10 minutes, but you the know, new one, yeah. still, 
Yeah. And I'm sure those movies he likes, like, I'm sure he, you know, I, I, I don't know. I've never really heard him talk about him in interviews, but I'm sure like the more interesting and challenging and like actual, you know, films that he's made, <laughs> I'm sure he enjoys to some degree as much as he would enjoy anything. He seems like a fairly curmudgeonly guy in general. I, th- but... I think he just, I think he just likes that he's Harrison Ford. Yeah. Know? No, I just, there's only going to be one of me ever. And I'm still doing this fucking work. <laughs> like, I'm sure if you start talking about the fugitive, he won't be a, a curmudgeon. Like, you know, but like, oh, yeah, I love that fucking movie. You know, it's just yeah. Some, yeah. one of his better movies. Um, so did you actually jump off the fucking top of the waterfall, the top of the dam? <laughs> do you actually do that one? Be like, oh, fuck no, I didn't. Uh, uh, <laughs> his, his answer would just be, what do you think? <laughs> I, think I honestly don't let him. They need to. He he he, he peaked too, too early in, in Hollywood because. They, they used to be so much more rigid back then. Like, I feel like if he was around, if he was like 30 years old now, he would be like a Tom Cruise where they would just let him fly his fucking planes and movies and shit. Like, for real, yeah. you know? Hey, Harrison, can you uh, crash a plane on cue? <laughs> <Can I? laughs> oh, yeah, boy, can I? Please. You know. Couldn't, can't uh, land it, but I could definitely crash it, you know, for sure. Any, walk, any landing you can walk away from. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, uh, fuck. All right. Well, I think that does it for us this week um, on this this hodgepodge of an episode, but I'm sure it'll sound normal. In yeah, well, I'm, the, I'm the one that's got to fucking hodgepodge it all together, all yeah. the separate clips we've got in the garage band. So yeah, yeah. Luckily, the last, the, the first two should should actually sync up, I think. Well, we'll see. We'll find out. But. Uh, yeah, we'll find out. If, if it doesn't, I'll be hitting you up for the WAV files. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Sounds good. Well, um, yeah, if you guys, if you guys want to support the show, um, you rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash idiots soundcloud.com slash move left patreon.com slash move left i am on twitter at move underscore left uh, and i'm on twitter at bike slutty yeah see you next week Like tears, like tears, and the rain.